0: okay I like your shoes
1: thanks nice bright blue. yeah they're nice aren't they I've got everything yeah. I'm wearing today is blue yes all red blue and red you are so I'm very very, you coordinated. Are very coordinated I am I do try I do try <laughs> I think we look quite you know we I think we we come from each other quite well yes yeah
0: yeah blue is actually my favorite color and in fact I had a blue shirt on but I got something on it when I was eating breakfast, so oh, I had to change. It wasn't Otherwise, meant to be. But totally it totally would have matched.
1: It, well, we would have done it. I think I would have quite liked that. It would have been quite nice. <laughs> Welcome to the Billington's In the Heart of Oldham podcast. I'm Matt Dean and I record the podcast on behalf of Billingtons and I have the pleasure of speaking to different people, different guests who come into Billingtons to use the facility. Right. So because I don't work here full time, I kind of only half know what's going on at best. Okay. (laughs) If I'm lucky. So um, I sort of see things in the calendar and then it's kind of like my job now is to find out along with the audience what you're going to be here at Billington's doing so. If you don't mind, please just introduce yourself and uh, you know tell us why you why you're using Billington's, please.
0: Well, hi Matt, and thanks for inviting me onto your podcast in the heart of Oldham. Yeah. and my name is Cheryl Martin, and I work for um, a literature um, arts council funded organization called common word yeah and we work we are based in manchester but we're also based for probably the the coming two or three years we're going to be working out of hack oldham yeah so we've got a co-working space there as well and i'm here because on 17th of november we're having our conference launch we have a conference every other year um the national asian and black writers conference and this year we're bringing it from oldham because we're working here And our opening event is going to be on the 17th of November. That's a Friday in the evening here at Billington's. And we're calling it Sirens. And so it's like the sirens call, um, you know, that you can't resist. And we're having a few poets on that evening. Um, And I'm one of the poets, but I also work for the organization. And we're also having Sherelle Ann, who is an Oldham, an Olden-based name and um, very active in the area, as well as Bola, um, Ologunju, and we're also having Jay Mitra. So Jay was based, um, everybody was Northwest-based. Jay recently went down to London, but we don't mention that. Oh, wow. I know.
1: Yeah, I mean, so many talk about sirens have been tempted down to London.
0: Yeah, but a lot, a lot of them come back up. I've noted quite a few. I never left um, Manchester or the Manchester area because, frankly, I can't afford... I wanted to stay a writer. <sighs> yeah. And um, and if I want to live off my writing, it was much easier, or it used to be easier when I was younger, to do it from up here than yeah. to do it from down there. But I know a lot of people have gone down to London and they've boomeranged and come right back up. Yeah. And a lot of people are moving up from London at the moment. Yeah. Tons and tons. So every that little dynamic is is finally begun to change.
1: And and this is the place, isn't it, now? Manchester. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's loads going on in Manchester. Um, you just last week had the opening of Aviva Studios, the new home of Factory International in Manchester. We had the Manchester International F- Festival, which is Factory International just over the summer. I mean, we're there, common word. There's um, Young Identity, there's loads and loads. I mean, there's just loads going on. Yeah. And um, lots of ways, I, I'm not so sure for the younger, Artists. I have to say I'm 63. So I've been, I've been here since 88. When I got here, there weren't that many black writers, to be honest, working in theater. But I was lucky enough to have a residency for a year at the Oldham Coliseum Theater. Um, which I hope will be revived, like everyone else. Mm. And um, I did a great big community festival, a community play that was about uh, Tommy Field Market. Oh yeah! And we had um, market traders from the market who were there, um, mm. part of the play. Um, uh, it was like a, it was a diverse cast, but there was, you know, it was sort of everybody there, and it was a musical, and it was, it even won an award. It won a Manchester Evening News award. So I have really good. And I, I ran um, I read a, a, a women's writing group that was in the library um, that had a lot of older women writers at that time. So I have really good memories of working in Oldham, which is part of why we wanted to come back yeah. now.
1: And it's a national conference that you're holding here.
0: It's a national conference. So some of the people, we, we're going to have like a panel on how to get published. And we've got publishers from all over the place. Um, we have uh, an LGBTQIA plus panel. We have, and I will now look at the brochure to make sure I don't forget <laughs> anything. Because this is when you feel like a fool. Which is oh, why you brought them. Which yeah, is very which organized. Which is why I here. brought yeah. them. And yeah. also to leave some here at Billington's. Um, and it's... Uh, You know like how do you go from Oldham to the world that's our first panel and we have um, Najma Khalid who's an MBE runs a really important project in Oldham called the Women's Chai Project and you know does all sorts of things Seamus Rahman, who is I'm sure I just said your name wrong Seamus but Seamus has been working here you know since way back in the 80s and 90s um, and we and Ella Otamewu, who worked um, with the Fatima Women's Association, you know, which is just down the road a little bit, and is now working for us as our new writing coordinator, especially working in Oldham. And that whole thing about people think that you can only. Make it like we were just saying, people go down to London because they think that's the only way they're going to get anywhere, but the truth is you ha you can get there from here, yeah, and we're going to talk about how do you do that
1: I guess things have changed a lot i mean everything things have changed a lot, obviously i can 't believe you are sixty three by the way um, <laughs> but um you know in 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 from the eighties and the nineties um just it's because it's about communication it's about the ease of like being able to get things out there and across and to people like totally different when you all you had was in person letter and a phone
0: yeah compared to
1: all the different communication mechanisms yeah. that we've got now so is is that is that kind of
0: why it's a little bit easier is I, I think that's a lot of why it's easier i mean of course during lockdown when nobody could go anywhere we did it we still did a conference in the middle of lockdown and had people coming from germany and they were able to zoom you know with us you can zoom with the publisher if you can't make it down to london or don't have the money for that fair nine in the morning fair which is ridiculous so you know you can you can talk to anybody anytime you can see them um i still like doing things in person you can get the ball started exactly yeah and um in the last conference as well we had um an artist talk about how to market yourself on uh, I think it was Instagram. So, you know, so how to do your Instagram story. Yeah. And, you know, she said that what you should do is you should film them all on a Sunday or something when you've got time, and then you release them one, yeah. one a day. And it's just how to build up, you know, your following. Yeah. And you can do that from your bedroom, yeah. you know, Yeah. yeah. Um, and but but the conference is in person. So it's also a chance for people to meet other people. I mean, we all still have a lot of hunger after, after the lockdown, after all the scares, to actually still meet people in person and have fun. And that whole thing about listening to people and laughing with people, all of you in the room at the same time, yeah, is still really potent. Yeah. So that's why our curtain raiser is like a night of you know poetry and i'll probably be singing a little and hopefully some of it will be funny i can say that if you have children under 16 you probably should not let them watch bola because <laughs> Bola is known for um being very out there with some of their um, work but it's really really good really fun so i mean in terms of
1: the content you know national black and asian writers conference I mean, the, the, the stories, the poems, the everything about an, a broad range of topics. It'll um, be I, I about, would should imagine it's pretty much anything. It's gold, pretty really. much
0: anything. It's like everybody. And the thing is, even though the writers will be Asian and black, the audience can be anybody. Yeah. And um, we're hoping that everybody will come. Yeah. But I think, um, I mean, it's a cliche now, but before the movie Black Panther came out, people were like, oh, people all over the world aren't going to want to watch a black story. Well, they did over a billion dollars. You know, yeah. so it's. I think that, and and you're talking about the way that things have changed. That's another way things have changed. People, you know, everybody's into K-pop. You know, everybody. A lot of people were watching something called Squid Game, which was Korean. Yeah. Um, on Netflix, I think it was Netflix. Yeah. But it it's like people. We watch stuff from all over the world now. Well, there's, and only, there's only a really reason. Like the it. only
1: reason why we have to like there has to be something like this is because of like. Racism and people not getting equal fair opportunities. Because at the end of the day, there's no difference between a black and Asian writer or a white writer or anything else. It's the stories and their experiences are different. But there's no, and ultimately, once you get past all the the nonsense, it's just human stories, isn't it? And cultural it stories. Is. And we all connect. You can't tell when you read something who no. wrote it, can you? No. Whether they're male, female, no. white, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter, does it?
0: Not really. I mean, if if I mean, sometimes you. I, I think, that, I think that everybody should have a chance to tell their own stories. Yeah, 100%. Like when I did Like when I did that play all those years ago, that was white working class, basically. And that sh- the, um, the BBC came and heard that and ended up doing a live version on Tommy Field mar- Market. Yeah. And those were mostly white working. And I'm black, an American, yeah. but I can write. I learned how to write the accent. <laughs> and yeah. i would tape everybody so that i could get the accents and everything right yeah. and plus i was working with people from here and they they could tell me if i had it wrong yeah. and there isn't that barrier it was a it was a story about a family where the mother had gambled away um the the kids wedding present money at bingo Um, And that came from them and talking about spending a lot of money uh, on the bingo and it's like I wouldn't have come up with that on my own, how could I? and so it's like it's still it's still the same. If you're talking about stuff that happens to your family, everybody's caught up in the cost of living crisis, which means that our prices are very reasonable. Um, <laughs> they I have are have to yeah. say that, yeah. yeah. Um, and everybody's having the same problems. It's yeah. like my own rent went up by thirty percent with no almost no warning, yeah. and you have to find that money somewhere. Yeah. And it's all we all feel it you know what i mean and everybody has parents or everybody at least had a parent and a lot of us have children if you don't you have nieces and nephews Mm. and your hopes for them are the same uh, my hopes are the same as everybody else's hopes yeah i hope that they're happy and then when you and then the mistakes that people make a lot of them are the same mistakes you choose the wrong person to marry you know you're going out with somebody maybe you shouldn't do um Everybody can understand that. And so a little bit of the trappings around the edges are different. Yeah. But, you know, it's still everybody can understand that. And even if you are talking about something that's more specific, you know, maybe something where you didn't get a job that you thought you should have gotten, you just wonder hmm you know what was the reason for that is that because of my skin color and some people might feel it's because of their accent or it's because of their postcode it's like that that thing about being discriminated against or feeling like somebody is that's also a lot of people feel that yeah and you know maybe you feel like um you the schools where your kids are going are not the best why is that yeah you know and is somebody else getting a leg up Because they've got more money Or they can do yeah. I think that there's a lot it's, it's sort of Why you're in that situation Might be different But The feelings that that situation Generates are yeah. universal
1: Yeah 100% Because It doesn't matter where you go like Every sort of culture has a, a- a, a, a hierarchy doesn't it it has a like you said you know, you could never have dreamt of working for the BBC reading the news if you ha- had an accent like mine at one time or you yeah. know like there's 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 discrimination within societies all over the world for all different types of reasons yeah and and it, p- people are either on the right end or the wrong end of that aren't they and
0: and it, you know things are definitely better than when I first got here in 1988 things have changed out of all you know It's much, much, much easier. Um, I know, at least in in Manchester, that I am no longer one of only three people I know who are dark-skinned doing theater. There's loads of people, and that's what you want. You want it to be so that it's not a big deal when you see somebody doing something. You're not like, wow, isn't that different? You're like, ah, you know, I wonder if that's interesting instead. And I feel like in Oldham, there's so much potential and um, like everyone else, I think it's very sad that Oldham Coliseum Theatre is gone. Yeah. But there's no reason why that kind of work can't keep going on, if you know what I mean. Yeah. People still need chances. They still need a leg up. Yeah. They still need to be platformed. Um, that's one thing that Common Word does is we, we bring people to other people's attention mm. if that makes any yeah, sense yeah yeah sure so a lot of people had their first novels published by us or they went to our novel writing group and now they're winning international there's a woman named Jennifer McCombie she started off in one of our no- novel writing groups and now she's going to be teaching I think it's at Harvard Harvard or Princeton next year, and she's won a couple of international prizes. That's what you want, you know? Yeah, You want that story, and that can be anybody. Um, I remember there was a woman, I think her name was Sherry Ashworth, and she was um, a white woman, and her 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 first book which we published I think it was called A Matter of Fat okay if I got that wrong apologies to everybody but it got picked up by Penguin or one of the big and then she had like a multi-book deal so it's like you can work you you what we help people do it's like you don't give people a voice you amplify their voices and you can teach people some tricks that make it easier to get by or like if you come to our conference (laughs) you will meet publishers and in fact um on this the 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 poetry the poetry evening um, starts off here at Billington's on Friday the 17th um, and that's only five quid folks five quid and that's cheap that is cheap <laughs> and for 10 quid you could come for the whole of the rest of the day yeah and the evening um, of the Saturday at Hack Oldham there's something called draft night where a representative from one of the publishers is letting people pitch their ideas to her right and she's going to critique the ideas right there and then Right. I mean, how often do you get that kind of chance? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Exactly. I would have killed for that. Here in Oldham younger. as well. Here in Oldham. This is the thing.
1: I mean, I, I'm from Oldham. I lived, I've, I came back in 2021 after 10 years in Dublin, Ireland. Right. I'm a huge advocate for Oldham. I think it's great. I think the people are great. I think it's a very friendly place. Yeah. I think it's got its challenges like anywhere else. But I think geographically, it's a fantastic location. We've got some of the best views around. Yeah, you know, We're so close to Manchester. Pretty. We're so close to the beautiful countryside. Yeah. And I, I think... Um, the Oldham's best days are ahead of it. I think it's about like when something. It's really sad about the Coliseum, but you've got to look at things as when something closes, it opens up an opportunity for something else. So sometimes, hopefully, people that are really passionate and you know want to make that happen will, will make something happen.
0: And there are other groups who are doing theatre. Unfortunately, I mean, I, I, I because I'm nervous, I can't remember. But there are other Oldham theatre, Oldham-based theatre groups yeah. who are making theatre here yeah. with the community here, and it's touring all over the place. Yeah. So it's it's not like all the theaters disappeared from Oldham. No. I think Oldham Theatre Workshop is still going as yeah, well, so, yeah. and it's so there. Ed Peshkar is still going. So there are. Um, pe- there's loads of stuff still mm. happening here, and it's like. When something goes wrong, yep, that gets a lot of headlines. And what we need to do is generate headlines for when you know when things are going well. You know, 100%. let's get let's get all the stuff that yeah. people are doing reviewed yeah. and mentioned. Yeah. And like we said, get publishers to come here and hear the people who hear people from olden pitch their ideas yeah. and people a lot I, I've done a lot of workshops over the years and one of the things that's most consistent is that people think they don't have a story to tell or that what they're telling maybe because of feedback they got at school or something that they think they don't have anything to say and the truth is when you then ask them you know, to talk about their lives and all these amazing stories come out instantly and it's like giving people the confidence to just go ahead and actually tell your story and the fact is once you if you're honest then there'll be loads of other people in that room who've gone through the same thing that you have or they're going through it right now and to hear in that and it's a sense of relief in a way to hear somebody else talk about it
1: no pun intended but a little bit we're on exactly the same page right because that's that's why I'm passionate about podcasting because yeah, I mean, I'm sitting down here now. I, I could talk to you for the rest of the day. I'm oh, pretty sure, like, yeah. no problem. I need to come back to your story in a second, your own personal story, because obviously you're not from around here, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, everybody does have a story, and and it doesn't matter. Some people think that they have the most mundane life, but there's things that have happened within their life and emotions that they've had Because that's what art is, isn't it? It's the translation yeah. of emotion into something else that other people can connect yeah. with, and and so that. It, 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 people totally underplay the value mm. of their story all the time don't they and i they think that do, things like yeah. podcasts and art and writing is a, a vehicles for for helping to get those out but like you said before sometimes people need the guidance need the encouragement they need the amplification and so that's obviously what common word is is set up to do it to yeah. help facilitate that so i think yeah. it's brilliant but let's, tell me a little bit about you then. So your story, you got here in, from the States in 1988. Tell us a little bit about how that all came about.
0: Well, um, I had a couple of scholarships to come over here. And um, I came i came to Manchester to do a PhD. And I was writing my PhD up when I went to Common Word and I got my first residency as a writer and so i'm sure that manchester uni still wants to scout me because i decided i'd rather write my own stuff than finish my phd <laughs> and that was stupid by the way folks <laughs> that was a really dumb choice i should have just finished i was writing it up why i didn't only go, oh I, who knows could yeah. go back to my younger self yeah. shaker and say yeah, yeah. just finish it but that was, I was lucky because I started getting, um, it was Common Word actually, that got me my first residency. And it was with a group called Pit Prop Theater who were in Lee, um, you know, near, in Lancashire. And I I worked there and worked with a, a drama school there for three years. And because they didn't have a lot of money, they had to use whatever I wrote, which meant that they had to make me fix it so that it was good enough to go on stage. So I think that the whole rest of my career as a writer it was basically due to the fact that I had to be able to produce good plays for for a pit prop, yeah. and I went on from there. Like I said, I was a writer in residence here at Oldham Coliseum Theatre at Contact Theatre, and then uh, and then I did a lot of BBC. That that one, Heart and Soul, which was the one for um, Oldham Coliseum Theatre. Um, Like I said it won A Manchester Evening News Award And then the BBC picked it up And then for 10 years I was writing a lot of radio plays For Radio 4 Right And then I took Everybody used to complain About the ending of my plays And basically saying That they sort of Were too abrupt And then there was this this course at Contact Theatre in Manchester. Yeah, on
1: Oxford Road. Yeah, on Oxford
0: Road. And it was called Live and Direct, and it was for emerging Black and Asian theatre directors. And I thought, I'll take that so I could find out why these directors are complaining so much. (laughs) And it turned out that I really like directing. And John Uh. McGrath, who now runs Aviva Studios, Factory International, he was running Contact back then and he encouraged me to be a director and then he actually gave me a job as associate director in charge of new writing and new work for three years and that was a blast as well and I, and that was where I really I had to put together a whole department, I had to run um, scratch nights, you know I had to hire, I had to do the seed commissions for the research and development for the new plays I had to run a young writers in residence program, I had to run an incubation program for new companies, so I basically learned how to run all that stuff and I've been doing it more or less ever since and I went back to common word um, to be their co-artistic director now and their strategic director as sort of a way to pay back the debt that I owed them for getting me started. But I've just been very lucky and I didn't realize until recently but basically, you know, I would have told you when I was younger that I was hustling and I was scratching and I was working so hard and blah, blah, blah. But actually, I didn't even know I was born because it was so much easier. That, that residency that I had um, at, at Pit Prop to get started, those things don't exist anymore. That strain of funding doesn't exist mm. anymore. It's, um, so much, it's so much harder for somebody to basically learn on the job like I did. Yeah. And, Part of, what, part of the reason I'm at Common Word and a lot of the work that I do now, I also um, co-direct something called Black Gold Arts, which is queer black performance arts. And we've just been nominated for the second time in three years for a Manchester Culture Award. and this time, I hope we get it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but the whole point of that, again, was that I didn't feel like a lot of young, global majority artists were being developed. It was like, people were glad to hire you if you were already good, yeah. but who's going to help you become good? Yeah. And that's really a lot of what Common Word and a lot of the work that I do is about helping people become good. Yeah. And I also, I work with white working class, I work mostly with white working class and black and Asian people. And you know, and I just did a play for Contact last year called This Town with a young white working class lad called Roy Aaron. And he was talking about um, his town darby where he grew up mm-hmm. and it was just about and again talk about your own story he was really just talking about him and his friends how they grew up a lot of them ended up going into the armed forces and coming back with ptsd and that was all in that play yeah and he was so good i mean it's just such a reward you know um, I remember I was up in Scotland and found another young white working class writer um, called Alan Bissett and got, I, had, I got to do his first play. It was called The Ching Room and that got nominated as well. I like getting nominated. <laughs> um, but honestly, oh my God, such good writing. Yeah. And then the actors were so good. And like if you're a director, I guess the biggest compliment you can get is that you realize they've gone beyond you. Yeah. Like they've got so good now that actually I don't have anything else to say because you're because they're they're really good actors. Yeah. I'm not an actor and they just went voom, Yeah. You know, and they take off like yeah. a plane and you just watch them fly and when you and when you get that feeling when you when you you know, when you feel that it's really 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 something. I love it so much. And that's probably what I'm really working for is that feeling. And I love it when, basically, people, um, people that you that you saw when they were teenagers, and now they're on the BBC. I know a few kids that I work with that contact that are now like you know you see them in BBC period dramas and stuff like that, and you're like, wow, you know, and I knew you when you were just starting to (laughs) get a little actor, and it's like, uh, and that happens all over the place. Loads, it happens all the time and not everybody gets to have a job where they can feel that way you yeah. know what i mean yeah, yeah. so i recognize i recognize that i was lucky and i want to spread that luck around i want other people to have the same chances that i had yeah. and still be able to like live you know what i yes. mean pay their bills yeah. and that that's actually I, now that I'm trying to make that make that happen, not make it. Ha- you can't make it happen. But what you can do is give people chances, like I said, where they get seen. So, for instance, Black Gold Arts, we've platformed a lot of dancers and you know choreographers and writers. And now Manchester International Festival is, you know, one of one of the dancers that we gave a lot of a, plat- a big platform for more than once is now dancing in their big new. show that just opened up there's you know that's a massive show gonna probably tour internationally and one of our dancers is playing Morpheus on the weekend Wow! not on the opening night but on the weekend (laughs) and so it's like uh, what can you say you well,
1: know, what, what, it's what, like fabulous. What can I say? Because, like, you're talking, and I've done like a million questions that I have to, you know, like you sort of shuffle question, 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 question. Can't possibly get through them all because th- you've covered so much ground there. You've anyone who's coming to the conference, so is the conference open to anybody. Yeah, the, the conference, uh, conference is open to uh, anybody. Absolutely and the, and the everybody. evening is open to anybody.
0: And the evening is open to anybody. And that draft night um, is open to anybody. Hold on a second because I could you pass me that? Yeah. Um, so the draft night, Um. Uh, just to say, it's with a woman named Yvonne Battle Shelton, and she's working with, um, I think it's John Murray. Yep, yeah, she's working with publishers John Murray and she's having what she's calling a draft night and readers have three to five minutes to read from their manuscript and readers will read, readings will be just enough to leave us wanting more and this is your chance to read from your manuscript for somebody who's an editor at a publisher and this might be you don't know what'll come from that. Well I was just thinking And everybody can come. I was just thinking, just like
1: from what you were saying and what your experience is. Like if I, if I was in, if if this was the world that I wanted to get into, uh, I would be there just to come and talk to you because you've done (laughs) you've done it all. You've got all this experience. You've got obviously lots of contacts. This this is obviously if you're in if you're into writing yeah. and, and theater and whatever, you got to this, come to this event because there's yeah. going to be people that are going to be, that going to be a real be, inspiration, There will be imagine. a
0: lot of people there who've done as much as I've done and more. Yeah. And they're, they're there to meet the public. Yeah. And we're hoping that a lot of public will come. And I, I'm, I know I said common word, got me started when I was younger. The other thing was I had gone, went to get that very first um, residency, which was a grant from the Arts Council, way back in the day. And I had gone to um, some workshops at, at some theatre. And the woman who ran those workshops was on the panel who was looking at my application and she suggested that they give it to me. And that was just because I'd gone to a workshop. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, how lucky is... You see what I mean? But yeah. it's just blind luck. Yeah. But it's... It, but you've also got to put yourself out
1: there, haven't you? You've got yeah. to go to the event to be, to be yeah. in the position. So is it, I think... Combination of luck, hard work, talent, all these things, but like, you know, th- yeah, there's definitely an element of luck to this, it? And
0: somebody, somebody who cares about giving somebody else a hand yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what common word exists for. And and the kind of people who come and do our conference are the same. And so Yvonne is doing this night just because she's now got this position, Mm. you know, and it means that she can find new voices that she might not find otherwise. So come on down, folks. This is the conference is on the 18th of November. It's going to be at Hack Oldham, which I think is on Union Street. Yeah. 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 And I think, well, I, I, I think it starts at 10 or 11. Does it start at 10? I think it starts at 10 in the morning. Uh, it doesn't actually say on the back of there, I don't think. Let me just, let me just check that, folks. Ah! Yeah, 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. I'm not going crazy. So um, it's 10 a.m. registration. And if you want to come to that draft night, which will also be at Hack Oldham on Saturday, the 18th of November, that starts at 6.30. It's only 6.30 to 8.30. If you want to come for the whole day, it's 10 quid. If you want to come for sirens the night before and you know, hear some really good poetry, that's going to be here at Billington's in the heart of Oldham. <laughs> and that's going to be five quid. And does it have the start time there? That's seven thirty. That's seven thirty. Come, I on, I can't guys. check
1: my phone because I'm recording a, a video of us here now. Right. So I've, I'm am dying to check the, it to see if I'm available on either of those. Well, I hope. You, I hope I'd you I'd like, like to, it'll yeah, because oftentimes, because right. I I, I, I'm, I sing at the weekends quite ah. a lot. You see, so like I can't. So often I'll be sitting here talking to somebody and I'm I'm already booked out, so I kind can, of can't go. So oh. I don't know what I'm doing on the seventeenth, but well, hopefully well, the seventeenth will be I'll be able to make it because that's a Friday, Friday and. Friday. I do more gigs on the Saturdays than
0: Fridays, so hopefully right. I'll be able to come down to that. Well, come on down, but, but because then you can meet the other writers, and you might want to have them appear as I'd well. I'd love to. I'd love to. I, every time I have
1: conversations like this for for a podcast like this, it, it, for me, it's almost, you're just scraping the surface. There is mm. so much. I'm so interested in like the stuff that you're doing, especially the fact that you bring you brought it to Oldham as well. It's a it's a resource for Oldham for the people of Oldham. It's Absolutely brilliant, and And
0: we intend to be here for like the next two to three years at the least. Yeah, Um, you only get three years funding at once. Yeah, but as long as we're funded, we'll be in Oldham.
1: Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Well, listen. I, I think we'll, we'll end it there because I think we we could we could talk for a lot longer, but I think we've, well, we've covered really everything really well. I think, and like I say, it sounds like a brilliant event. Both events sound like a brilliant. I, event. The launch think, night on the I conference. I think they
0: will be. And remember, there's a, there's olden people that are at the conference the whole weekend, yeah. and and sirens, olden writer Cheryl Ann will be here. Yeah. And I've I've met her, and you love talking to her yeah, too. I will, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, you, if you've got if that story that's been niggle, niggling at you that you've been thinking about get it out there would, would that be your advice to somebody yeah. to just get it written down yeah. and get it told
0: get that manuscript started get the beginning of the story started yeah. and then you're, you're only going to be able to read five minutes of it anyway yeah, yeah. but then you can get some feedback yeah. and you know and some professional feedback yeah. from somebody who's actually working at a publisher's
1: yeah fantastic well it's been an absolute pleasure well, talking you. to you thanks thank for, you thanks for it's joining us thank yeah you. it was fun thank Good you story. Matt I'm thanks. glad thank you Billingtons and the Heart of Oldham is produced for Billingtons by CutePod. It's hosted and produced by Matt Dean with the support of Christoph Zemlik and Bradley Marsden. For more information about the venue, please visit billingtonsoldham.co.uk and follow on social media at Billingtons The music is elevator music, bossa nova background music, 60s version by Les FM for Pixabay royalty-free music. Thanks for listening. See you next time.